I'm Peter Bonner-McNess, and he is Chris Lang. And welcome to another of these regular property briefings. And a warm welcome to you, Chris. Well, thank you. I always enjoy our time together. I realise we only have time for a relatively short session today. However, during several earlier podcasts, you have talked about various tactics and strategies our listeners could adopt during a negotiation. And what I'd like to explore today is some of the actual psychology behind what takes place with most negotiations. Perhaps the biggest problem amateur negotiators face is their lack of understanding of just how the human brain actually works. You see, whether we want to believe it or not, all the decisions we make are basically emotional. Sure, you need some facts, but you generally only need enough of them to justify the emotional decision that you're about to make. However, the amateur investor or negotiator believes that this emotional and for the most part irrational portion of the brain can be easily overcome purely by basing your approach upon logic and reason. But from my experience, this is certainly not the case. Because once you understand how to influence the other party's emotions, their inarticulate feelings, then you're able to guide them towards the logical conclusions you want them to reach without them even realising that it's happening. You see, if you consider negotiation as simply a battle of arguments, then all you do is spend your time listening to the voice in your head trying to formulate counter-arguments while the other party is talking. Instead, you need to listen intently and totally focus upon the other party. So how are you able to use these insights and successfully appeal to the other side emotionally rather than relying on pure logic? One of the key strategies is known as mirroring, where anyone familiar with that assumes that it relates purely to body language. If you stop to think about it, when there is a close rapport between colleagues, friends or even world leaders, they tend to automatically mirror the movements and gestures that the other party makes. Things like crossing their legs towards you or following you as you lean in across the table. Now, unfortunately, amateur negotiators will often clumsily try and mimic what the other party is doing. And yet done properly, this can make the other party start to feel far more at ease with you. You hinted that there might be other ways to mirror the other party rather than simply replicating their body language. Yes, there are other forms of mirroring as well. There's your tone of voice. You might recall that I recommend you always approach each negotiation in a friendly, collaborative manner because you can always get tough later. So if you begin in this way with a warm tone of voice, that tends to put the other party at ease and you should find that they then follow your lead. But also things like speech patterns. Some people like to talk fast, others are quite loud. And so you need to quietly transition and start to follow their preferred speech pattern. And again, 
you'll find this tends to put them at ease as you're adopting the style that they obviously feel most comfortable with. And then there is the choice of vocabulary. Now, we're not talking here about fancy words. Rather, it's about using their own words and the style of language that that they communicate with you with. And some might be short words, some might be long words. But whatever it is, if you can gently mimic or mirror what they're doing, they feel a lot more at ease. When we were chatting earlier before today's session, you mentioned how the FBI used a variation of mirroring. Could you perhaps explain that for the benefit of our listeners? With the FBI, they developed a preferred style of mirroring using the other person's own words where you simply repeat the last few or the most critical words just spoken by that person. And that is what triggers the mirror instinct. The purpose of doing this is to have the other party elaborate on what they have just said and keep them connected with you. However, it also allows you to confront the other side without them feeling they're actually being confronted. And so let's quickly look at the mirroring formula used by the FBI. You begin by saying, I'm sorry, followed by repeating the key words that they've just spoken. And then you simply remain silent for at least four seconds, which will seem like an eternity. But magically, the other party will begin talking again. Anyway, here's an example of how you could structure this technique as a commercial property investor. So this is what you say. I'm sorry, you're expecting me to pay $1.2 million for the property? As you can see, you're being totally respectful, but you're simply restating their own words back to them. This has the effect of requiring them to expand on what they've just said and in the process, hopefully moving the discussion closer to where you want to end up. Now, I know it sounds really simple, but I can assure you it works like a charm. I'm sure there are probably many more ways psychologically to plug into the other party's emotions. It's just that we won't have time to cover them today. So if it's okay with you, could we perhaps revisit this topic again sometime in the near future? Yes, I'd be more than happy to do that because you're right. There are a whole host of other ways to ethically tap into the emotions of the other party that you're trying to deal with. Okay, but let's make it sooner rather than later. I look forward to it.